Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your city upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning into the podcast today. This is the Grace for This City podcast, and we're helping you turn your cities upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we are giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for your king, King Jesus, that is. And I'm telling you, there's no better person to be working for. And as you know, we are anointed. We're graced to help you finish. And so that's what these motivations, these strategies, all straight out, out of the scripture, okay? We, you know, we're not doing just things on secular topics, which is, you know, fine for those podcasts. Our assignment and what we've been called to do as it concerns you is to give you motivation and strategy straight out of the scripture uh, so that you can get in there and you can really finish. You can, you can um, produce a lot of fruit for your heavenly father. Hallelujah. And uh, we're helping you do that. And so if we've helped you do that in any way, reach out to us. We'd love to have the feedback. We love the feedback. When people are blessed and encouraged, they send an email or call us on, on the phone. It's such a blessing. So do that. Hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Send us an email. Hello at gracecitychurch.tv or call us 870-741-9099. And uh, we're just so grateful to do our part. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, if the podcast has been a blessing to you, share it with somebody. Uh, we're pretty much on every platform. Uh, so get on there wherever you get your uh, podcast content. Like, subscribe, send it, uh, you know, share it, send it to some somebody it'll be a blessing to them of course if you're listening to us now and you would like to watch us you can go to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash grace for this city podcast and you can check the live stream of the podcast there there's some extra content that, that's on there that's not on these recordings praise the lord all right let's get into this today so um you know i was looking at you know what to uh, talk about today and I found some old notes of a message that I did back in 2016. And at that time, I called it the submission of faith, the submission of faith. You know, there's a, um, you know, when we look at the paradigm or the biblical uh, principle of faith and how faith, faith works, of course, faith isn't just a generic belief in something. You know, e even the world has faith, right? Now, I mean, they use that term. Uh, people that don't have anything to do with God will use the idea of faith or a confidence or a trust. And while faith is those things, the Bible gives us a greater revelation of what faith is, what faith does, and what faith means to the born-again believer. And it's through faith that we receive anything and everything that's provided by grace. And the Bible tells us, uh, in particularly, like say in Hebrews 11.1, 1, that faith is a substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Amplified Classic Bible adds this nuance, which I really like, and it says that it's the title deed. And um, so faith is something that we need to look at, we need to understand, we need to know. And so we're gonna jump into that today. So this is called the submission of faith and Romans 10, 17, we'll start here. Romans 10, 17, it says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, this scripture right here is so paradigmatic. We find out right here that if uh, you're truly in faith, 
or somebody says, hey, you know, I'm believing for this or I have faith for that or, you know, I'm, I'm in faith concerning this situation. Well, to biblically be in faith, it would mean that you have heard something or you have had a revelation, uh, God's will, uh, God's plan, um, something that God has set aside for you in the heavenly realms that has been revealed to you in some way, form, or fashion. Therefore, after that revealing, now you're in possession of faith. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm believing for something. Well, have you had a revelation about God's will concerning that situation or that object or that item or whatever? And they may say, no. Well, then you're technically not in Bible faith. I mean, you may hope to have a thing or you may even lust after a particular thing, but that doesn't mean that you're in faith for it. So the Bible says faith cometh by hearing. Faith comes whenever something that pertains to God or the heavenly realm has been revealed to you. Then faith comes. It's automatic. Hallelujah. You don't have to work it up. You don't, you don't, you, you don't have to strive for it. All you need to do is hear. All you need to do is be in relationship with the word. You know, the word is living. And you can be in the Bible, say, and the Bible begin to speak to you. When the Bible speaks to you, guess what's associated with that? Guess what? There's not only just the transmission of information and revelation. Faith is also transmitted. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes when there's something revealed to you uh, by way of the Father, the Holy Ghost, Jesus, maybe a heavenly angel or the living word. So faith is a force. Faith is a spiritual force. It's a tool. Faith is a tool. And we need to learn how to utilize faith and intentionally utilize faith so that we can accomplish God's will for our life. Uh, we can use faith proactively. We can use faith offensively. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, uh, seems like that they wait until they're in a crisis. They wait until something tragic has happened happened before they start trying to believe God for his intervention or his involvement in the situation. Well, that would be using faith more defensively. No, we need to start using faith proactively and offensively. Don't wait to be in a tragic situation or in a chaotic moment before you attempt to believe your way out of it, uh, before you attempt to grab a hold of God's uh, saving grace, his provision, his um, angelic help. Don't wait until you're in that position to try and believe God. Uh, no, you need to already have had a uh, encounter, a revelation of God's will concerning this or that. And ahead of time, you're already in faith. Hallelujah. Um, you know, you're in faith. Uh, I was trying to think of an example here. You're in faith that when you travel, that you're not going to get robbed. Hallelujah. You're not going to wait until you're robbed to try and believe God to get out of the situation. Now, listen, if you happen to find yourself in a tragic situation, call on the name of the Lord. What I'm saying is use your faith. Use the revealed will of God. Use it proactively. Listen, he says that he will give his angels charge over you and they will keep you in all of your ways. You need to use your faith before you start traveling. You, you understand what I'm saying? Um, my wife and I, many years ago, we came across several verses. I, I mean, it's like four times in the New Testament 
Uh, one of them is in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. I'm telling you, this verse just lit up in our hearts. And it says this, the righteous, another translation says, the just shall live by faith. The just or the righteous ones live by faith. I mean, this is how we live. We live by faith. We don't just occasionally use faith. We don't occasionally stumble across a situation where we wish we had more faith. No, we live by faith. We're constantly developing our confidence in faith, in God's word. We're developing our trust in what God has said. Always, always, always. Listen, if you're in a crisis, you may not have enough time to develop that confidence that what God's word says is going to actually come to pass. And listen, the devil will exploit you in those areas there. I mean, he loves it when believers are not proactive. He loves it when a believer gets in a crisis situation and then he exploits that tension between faith and doubt. Don't be in those moments. Get ahead of the game. Get ahead of the devil. Come on. Get Get be the head and not the tail. Come on, be above and not beneath and live by faith. All of your days, every moment, all the time. Hallelujah. Let's see here. So again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Now this is in Romans chapter 10. That's Romans 10, 17. And, um, you know, in, in, in context, you know, if you look at that passage, I'm turning there now. Um, you know, this is a great salvation section. Um, he was talking about uh, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. Listen, friend, if you're listening right now and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't put it off another day. Don't delay. You need to accept him right now. And right here is how you can get born again. Right here it says, confess, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And then it goes on to say, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then it goes on this over here talking about how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? And it goes on here. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. So he's talking about, listen, here's God's will. He, he wants people to be saved. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish. Several places throughout the New Testament, God's, we see God's heart expressed that he doesn't want anybody to perish without knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Listen, if you die before you're born again, you're, you're going to hell. Listen, you need to have a born-again experience before you die. If you um, are born again, then there's life on the inside of you. And if you don't have that life before you die, you're not going to heaven, you're going to hell. And this is saying, how can they hear this message? He said, well, somebody's got to be sent with the commission to preach it. And then when they preach it, there's something that comes at the hearing of the word, something that, that happens. Faith rises up in the heart of the hearer. And faith for salvation, okay, faith for salvation comes when you hear the message that Jesus Christ died for you. He was your great substitute. And if you'll just believe on him 
and confess that he was raised from the dead, uh, you'll be born again. And there's faith that comes. There's faith for salvation that comes when that message is preached. In another place, it says that we're not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power. It is the power. Where is that? That's Romans 1. It is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. There's power. There's a force in the delivered word of the Lord. Whenever God reveals his will, and he's already revealed his will concerning uh, that he desires that none should perish, but that all should be saved. Now, listen, you have a part to play in that. You can totally reject God. Um, if God was going to make anybody do anything, he would have made you accept him. And we know that that's not true. I wasn't made to accept him. I wasn't forced beyond my will. Neither are, neither are you. Neither were you. And if you're teetering right now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're teetering right now on whether or not you want to be saved, I'm, I'm telling you, friend, don't miss the opportunity, but it's up to you. And if you choose to reject Jesus, you will go to hell. Hallelujah. Because if you reject Jesus, you don't have any way to life. You're a living dead man right now. And the only way to be born again and have the Zoe life, the life of the Father on the inside of you, is to be born again. And that, that, that pathway is only through Jesus. So listen, it's, it's, it's up to you, friend. What I'm saying is, though, is that there's power. He's revealed his will. And uh, what is that force? What is that power? Well, it's several things, but it's also faith. There's a force of faith in the revealed will of God. And when you receive that, when you hear it, and you don't reject it, you don't tune it out. When you hear it, you hear, you receive. There's a force that you're getting to partake of, and that's the force of faith. So in context here with Romans 10, this is where we're at. The context here is faith for salvation. But the principle, okay, beyond the context, the principle here is this, is that God empowers or energizes you and me to believe for things that are according to his will. Oh, hallelujah. Get, 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 that, get that point there, friend. That God empowers or he energizes you and me to believe for things that are according to his will. How does he do that? Because faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. How does faith, faith come? Faith is associated and part of the revealed will of God for you. And so when he uh, says something to you or something in his word or Holy Spirit ministers something to you, along with that is the empowerment to believe for the thing he's revealing to you. Now, listen, you didn't make up the desire or the idea of salvation. You didn't make that up because it's not of you. Salvation, which is the will of God for you, okay? We're in Romans 10, so we're just taking, we're working with the context here, but we're pulling the principle out. Salvation, which is the will of God for you, was revealed to you. And then faith to receive it was imparted or you were empowered, energized, or awakened. See, another verse says that the entrance of his word bringeth light. So there was an illumination. There's a power in his word. Sometimes that word will go straight into a dark situation and illuminate that situation 
and you'll see things you had never seen before. That's in his word. That's part of the power. That's why we're not ashamed of, of the gospel. Listen, if you're an evangelist in particularly, and you're listening, uh, you're listening to me now, take courage, be encouraged right now. Romans 1 16 says, we're not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because there's power in it. It, it, it doesn't make sense, like natural sense, 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 sensible. It's not very sensible, sense, able, because it's a spiritual thing. There's a spiritual force in the gospel that has, it's unseen, but it has a very real effect on the natural realm. And you can go out there and maybe you're doing like a tent meeting or, uh, you know, you're renting a pavilion down you know, at the lake in your local town, you know, we have one here just right off the, the square. There's there's a lake and a pavilion and, you know, we've rented it and uh, done gospel presentations and had nights of worship and uh, done evangelistic uh, meetings there. <clears throat> you can set all that up and in the natural go, what are we doing? You know, what, we're, we're going to get up here, we're going to preach, pre preach the gospel and then what? Now, listen, <laughs> You don't need to dwell on those thoughts. That's just the strategy of the enemy trying to get you off course. But what I'm saying is in the natural, you can say, you know, what are we doing? But see, you cannot forget that there's a power in that gospel. There, when you release the word of the Lord, there's something unseen, but yet it has a very real effect on the natural realm. Something is going forth out of your mouth. And I'm telling you, it has a way of getting down into the very heart of a person and bringing them to a place of either conviction where they say, I need that, or they're brought to a place where they have to reject it. There's no neutrality here. They're either going to receive the message or they're going to put it aside. But something happens. The Bible tells us there's power, there's power, and we cannot be ashamed. I mean, there's been different events that I've been involved in and I felt that strategy of shame like I it wasn't of me but but the devil was trying to get me get me to own or take shame to be ashamed you're just up here giving a little John 316 nobody's listening to you that's that, that's what the devil says but see what is the devil doing he's trying to get me off course trying to get you off course trying to get us to be ashamed of speaking clearly concisely and boldly the simple gospel message because the devil knows that when you do that, something is going to go in and affect that person. You may not see it in the natural, but something is happening because there's power. And this is what I'm talking about, that when God reveals something to you, there's a force released. We know it as faith. He is even, he is even helping you to receive the thing that he's revealing to you. You want to pay close attention to these moments. God doesn't accidentally reveal something to you that you weren't supposed to hear or see or understand. The reason why is because once it's revealed, you've been authorized to, partic to participate with it. He doesn't accidentally, you won't accidentally know something you weren't supposed to know. <laughs> you and I both have, or know people, that you can't tell anything to, you know why? because everyone else is gonna know. God, God isn't like that. If there's something you're, you're not supposed to know, you won't know. If there's something you're supposed to know, he's gonna get it to you. 
Remember that verse that says that he's perfecting everything that concerns me? I love that verse. I meditated on that regularly because he's working with me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Listen, he's not going to speak something to me that he's not going to authorize me to participate in. He's not going to say something to me that I won't have the faith to take or to receive or to um, uh, act, act upon. No, that's not how it works because faith comes by what? By hearing. So we need to remember that. And um, let me see here. I'm going to go on a little bit further in my notes here. I, I want to get into this idea of covetousness, and we may save that for the very end, but let's, let's look at this really quick. John 16, 13. Now, uh, we're going to look at a passage that will work with what we're talking about here, that God, uh, he's trying to get things to you. He's, and, and we're not, when I say things, I am referring to natural things, material things, but, but revelation knowledge. In particularly, revelation knowledge concerning his perfect will for you. Let's not worry about our neighbor right now. Let's not worry about our brother or sister. Don't worry about your mom or your dad. Don't, don't worry about the guy down the street. God wants you to have revelation knowledge on those things that concern you because he's working to perfect those things that concern you. And I'm thinking of that passage in Psalms where David had this moment of revelation where he, he saw, I, you know, and, and, and um, you know, if he exactly saw a book, I'm not sure. But what, what he said was, he said there was a book written. And in this book were all the days of his life, even the ones he hadn't even lived yet. And this book was, was like God's will for David. Remember, remember this in Psalms? And uh, I'm telling you, this is, this, is, this is amazing. Because what's in that book, you know, there's a book for your life. Um, there's a book for my life. And that is God's perfect will for me. Whatever's written in that book, that book has God's heart concerning me. That book has God's plan for me. That book has all my days from now till I am scheduled to leave this earth. All my days, everything that concerns me, everything that has to do with my assignment, everything that has to do with my calling, everything that has to do with my provision, every opportunity, every relationship, everything, everything. My children were in that book. Everything is in that book. Now, you can live outside of the book, meaning you can go your own way. You can do your own thing. And a lot of people are doing that. They have no consideration at all for what God has already pre-planned for them. Now, you're not forced to live these days out. You got to understand that you can totally reject God and you can go your own way. You can choose your own path. Proverbs is an example of that reality that it's possible to totally reject God and do your own thing. And you're going to wind up in a bad place, but nonetheless, you can choose that. That's not what I want though. I want everything in that book, every opportunity, every relationship, everything like thing, every car, every home, every piece of land, if it's in that book, I want it. I'm going after it. And this particularly is 
what I associate with when he said, I'm going to perfect those things that concern you. There's stuff that doesn't concern me. There's stuff that, that isn't in that book that doesn't concern me. I don't care about that. I don't, I, I don't even want to experiment with <laughs> this stuff outside of the book. I want what's in the book. And uh, that's where we focus uh, the operation of our faith. And it's those things right there that we're really dialing in on. We're really tuning in on God. What's in that book? What do you have for me? Remember in Matthew where he, he said he already knows what we have need of before we ask? Well, where's the location, if we could say it like that? Where is the, uh, where's he getting the knowledge of those things that we have need of that you and I don't even know yet? Well, he wrote them down in the book. Hallelujah. And you and I, uh, we can have Holy Ghost, and I'm going to read you a verse here. But you and I can have a relationship with Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit will tell us things to come. Holy Spirit is searching out all the things that are written in that book concerning you. And then we found out in Romans 8 that he'll even give you the prayers. See, that's what Holy Spirit does. He'll give you the intercession. He'll give you the prayers. He'll give you what to pray that will be perfectly in line with the perfect will of Heavenly Father concerning you. And you'll begin to pray out things, things that are in that book. You'll begin to give voice to them in a tongue. It might be a mystery to you, but you'll, you'll begin to give voice to them because Holy Spirit's working with you. And you'll begin to pray those things uh, where right now they're, they're uh, chronicle, chronicled, chronicled. They're written out in a book in heaven. But Holy Spirit's going to seek out them thing, those things. He's going to search them things out. He's going to give you the prayer. And when you start praying those things, what's, what's going to happen? They're going to start taking on flesh. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is going to begin to take on flesh. And those things, by way of Holy Spirit, giving you revelation knowledge. Now, it might be in tongues, so it might be in a mystery. You can ask Holy Spirit for revelation knowledge and what you've been praying out. But those things will begin to take on flesh, and they'll begin to get in the right place they'll be placed in the right time you will run into them you will be maneuvered into their reality because they're things that concern you and heavenly father's wanting to perfect it hallelujah well look at this in john 16 verse 13 it says however when he the spirit of truth has come remember jesus said i've got to go it's better that i go i'm going to send you a helper he said of this helper when the spirit of truth has come he will guide you oh come on into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he what whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come hallelujah i love that verse right there because holy spirit is seeking and searching out all the deep things of God. We found that out in First Corinthians chapter two. And it says, well, who knows the things of God except the spirit of God? The Holy Spirit's been given permission to go through all the things that Heavenly Father had, has already planned. And that includes the book of your life and the book of my life. So Holy Spirit has already looked through my book. Hallelujah. He already knows what's on page two or chapter two or chapter 10. He already knows what's coming up for me in the next five, five years. And you know what he's doing? He wants to tell me these things. Holy Spirit's already searched these things out and he's wanting to tell them to me. Look at verse 14, John 16, 14. 
listen, Jesus is saying that this gets him glory. This glorifies him. When what? When Holy Spirit takes of what is his, remember Jesus said that the Father has given everything over the Jesus. Jesus has been made the head over all, all things. He's, he's the captain. And Jesus said that this glorifies me. When Holy Spirit looks through the book of your life, finds something out that concerns you, and then goes to you and says, hey, this is what Father has for you. And he begins to declare it or minister it to you. Uh, and then he even helps you with the prayers because we don't know how to pray as we ought. It, it, that doesn't mean that you don't know how to pray. You don't know how to pray as you ought. Holy Spirit knows exactly what the perfect will of Heavenly Father is. And Jesus said, oh, it glorifies me so. <laughs> when Holy Spirit does this, when he looks into your future and he sees something about you and then takes the knowledge of that and then ministers that knowledge to you and then gives you the prayer to pray so that that revealed will of the Father takes on flesh and is manifested in your life. Jesus says, oh, I love it. This is how the kingdom works. Verse 15 Jesus says, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he, referring to Holy Spirit, will take of what is mine and make it known. He'll reveal it or he'll show it off to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, that is so exciting. I mean, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm blessed right now. Hallelujah. I mean, I just, I just sense the Holy Ghost right now just getting a big kick out of this because this is, this honors the heavenly father. I mean, this is how the kingdom works. And this is an exciting operation. <laughs> oh man. So Holy spirit will reveal to you everything. That's what he said. <laughs> now in particularly, it'll be those things that concern you. Uh, but you know, where relationships intersect and where uh, companies are to connect and streams or to work work together you know there is revelation knowledge um, about other situations and other things that holy spirit will give to you um but don't 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 overly preoccupy yourself thinking that holy spirit is going to give you things about people um just so you could have random knowledge about other people no 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 it, it, it has to concern you in some way and maybe holy spirit needs intercession concerning uh, another individual. And so you'll have revelation knowledge. But ultimately what I'm saying is the main thing Holy Spirit wants to minister to you, talk to you about is those things that concern you personally, uh, your calling, your destiny, your assignment, your future. And that's where we want to use faith offensively. We want to intentionally use faith to get in there and take hold of everything the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us. Listen, again, I said this earlier. Holy Spirit's not gonna accidentally reveal something to you you're not authorized to take possession of. Remember where in Hebrews 12 where it says Jesus is the what? He is the author and finisher of our faith. We could say it like this, he's the authorizer of our faith. If something hasn't been revealed to you, you're not authorized to take possession of it. And it's real simple because if you have no knowledge that a thing is for you, 
you're 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 not going to know it exists anyways so back to kind of a, a a baseline point here is you can make stuff up but if you make something up you are not in faith to receive it if you make something up like you just see something in the natural and you say i want that and so i'm going to use my faith to get it well that doesn't mean you're authorized to take possession of it um again faith cometh by hearing and if you haven't heard if if, if you've not fellowshiped with the word then you don't know god's will for you uh and and i know people say oh you know you just never know you never know that is so absolutely ridiculous i mean that has been biblically debunked i don't know how many times in fact in romans again it says don't be a fool know god's will listen if you could never know god's will if you don't have any idea what god's will is in any given situation for any given um circumstance if you have no access whatsoever it's just going to be what god i mean god's sovereign so he's he's going to do it shut up be quiet be a robot be a puppet god's going to do it anyways then it wouldn't tell you to don't be a fool know his will if you if you're unable to know his will then the bible is contradicting itself and we know that it's not that is a religious that is a carnal religious statement and here's why it's carnal it's because you're trying to pass off your own personal responsibility to know God's will off on to someone else. You will know God's will when you get into his word and you begin the fellowship with his word. What did he say in John 10? He said, my what? My sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they don't follow. Listen, in his voice is the revelation of his will. People who say you 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 just never know, what you're actually admitting to everybody is that you don't take the time to listen to Heavenly Father. You don't take the time to listen to Holy, to Holy Spirit. Now I'm now I'm not saying that there's not strategies, uh, demonic strategies against your knowledge of certain things, but I'm saying, look, if you press past that and you seek, what does the Bible say? If you seek, you will what? You will find. If you knock, what does the Bible say? If you knock, it'll be opened. Come on. If you ask, uh, what did James say? If you lack wisdom, let him ask. Who? The guy that's lacking in wisdom. He's to ask Heavenly Father. Come on. Pray in Jesus' name. Come in boldly in the name. Jesus said, I've kept them in the name. Come boldly by the name. Come in through the blood of Jesus Ask Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus for wisdom concerning his will for you. The Bible says if you do that, you'll get it. It'll work in you. Now, there's many times where I, in the moment, I don't have the wisdom that I need. So here's what I'll do. I'll say, Heavenly Father, I thank you right now, according to your word, that if we lack wisdom, we're to ask. So Father, I come boldly to you right now in the name of Jesus, and I thank you that wisdom is working in me. Father, I'm asking for wisdom concerning this situation, and I believe it's working in me now, even while it's a mystery. Now, sometimes I don't say all of that, but that's the idea. More times than not, that's kind of how I generally pray when it comes to that situation. So I come boldly because the Bible says that if I lack wisdom, then I need to come to the Father, ask for the wisdom. 
And then Mark 11 says that when I pray, I need to take it. And so I just, by faith, I say, thank you, Father, that that wisdom is working in me. First John 5, 14 and 15 says that if you, if you know that he hears you, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we believe that he hears us, we'll have the petition. I believe that I'm his son and I've got three sons. And now I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm human and I'm growing in my capacity to participate with three people simultaneously. <laughs> uh, so sometimes I have to be like, wait, 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 hold on. What'd you say? Okay. And oh, okay. Now, what did you say? You know, I'm not able to listen to all three of them at the exact same time. What I'm saying is my sons come, come to me and it's my heart to hear them, to hear what they have to say. I want to hear what they have to say. I am the son of the heavenly father. I believe that he wants to hear what I am saying. And the Bible says that if I have that confidence that he hears me, then I know that whatever, whatever I have asked, if it's according to his will, that it's granted to me. Why would he say this is my will and then not grant, come on, access to what he just revealed to me? We're, what we're saying is, well, that's not how things work in the spirit. How things work in the spirit is you won't have access to that. You won't have revelation knowledge and you sure won't have heard if you haven't been authorized to participate in it. All right, so, and we're using wisdom here as an example because the Bible says, if you lack it, ask for it. And then it goes on to say, because he gives generously and he doesn't mock you either. Uh, he doesn't make fun of you for lacking in wisdom. He wants you to come to him and ask. Now you can apply that to anything that's been revealed. Now, uh, I think we jumped off talking about that you can make stuff up though. You can make stuff up and then try and forge God's name on it and say, hey, look, uh, I want this and so you're gonna get it for me. Well, that's not always the case. Now God's amazing. He gives great gifts. And I'm telling you, my wife and I and our family, uh, we've lacked really for nothing. I mean, we've been extremely blessed. We're so honored. Hallelujah. God's just been just over and above. Hallelujah. It's amazing. And still, we're blessed. Hallelujah. What I'm saying is the Lord, though, uh, ministered to me. He, he worked with me concerning something that I was doing. And um, I was going around seeing things. And because of the lust of the flesh, I'm not talking about sexual, what I'm talking about is my flesh, the reality of the naturalness, I was seeing things in the natural realm and then having a desire for it. And so I was saying, hallelujah, I want that. And I thank you, Father, that you're gonna get it for me. Well, what the Lord was showing to me was, listen, uh, you can't use faith like a magic wand just to get anything and everything that your flesh desires. There is such a thing as the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And you can desire a thing in the natural. The natural part of you can desire a thing in the natural. And that thing doesn't concern you. Uh, the things that are authorized, the things that are being revealed to you in order that faith may come so you can take possession are the things that concern you. Let me say it like this. Uh, there are things this side of heaven 
there are things, there are places, there are experiences, there are uh, sights, sounds, and tastes that you and I may never experience because it's not associated with the plan. It's not associated with the Ephesians 2. Let's turn there. Look at this, Ephesians 2. I had this conversation with the Lord recently, actually, and uh, my wife likes to turn on some of this uh, soaking worship music in our home on the TV. And so uh, there's a screensaver typically with some of these uh, tracks. And I was watching this screensaver one day and they were showing these amazing places. I mean, absolutely beautiful. I mean, there's, there's places on this planet that are just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, from mountains to valleys, caves, rock formations, waterways. I mean, just absolutely beautiful landscape. I mean, and so I'm sitting there watching that and I'm going, man, God, wouldn't it be awesome? Wow, so cool beautiful i'd love to see that i'd love i'd love to go there um you know that's just this conversation that i was having and the lord was just ministering to me that um the main thing yeah and it's not that he's opposed i mean he created it now there's a you know there's some perversion and degradation that's that the earth is knowing because of sin but but the lord created this place and uh, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, his, his handiwork is amazing. But he was talking to me about the things that concern me, being the primary, being the main objective. You know, and you and I, if you've listened to the podcast for uh, any length of time, you and I know, and I've ministered on this, you and I know that we're in the last days. We're a generation that's specifically anointed with a finishing anointing. And that's very important. And uh, we're running a race and we're running to finish. And the Lord was just dealing with it. He was so kind. He was so gentle. I mean, and, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that he is against uh, me or anybody else going places, seeing things, uh, having these opportunities or these experiences. But the main thing was that he was ministering to me was, look, the objective right now is finishing, running your race and finishing, getting the assignment accomplished. That's the main thing right now. And so he was saying, you know, when it comes to the operation of faith, that I don't need to just go around and everything that I could possibly think of or everything that I could possibly see with my natural eye or when I come to the knowledge of, of something that's existing in the earth realm somewhere, he said, faith doesn't really work like that to just get anything and everything that you can lust after. Faith comes because there's a revelation of something. And the Lord primarily is wanting to talk to you and I about finishing our race, about running and living out all the days in the book. And those things, those objects, those experiences, those places that are associated with the plan, those are the main things that he's wanting to get revealed to you. Those are the things that the land, the vehicles, the buildings, the money, the relationships, the opportunities, the businesses, the investments, all the things that are associated with the plan. I was gonna get you this, this, this verse, Ephesians 2. 
and it is um, Ephesians 2. Uh, let me find it real quick right here. Chapter 2. Where's chapter 2? Right here. Ephesians 2.10. It says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, the Greek word or the Greek phrase good works is speaking to the path of the pathway. The Hebrew word would be the derrick, and that's God's ordained path for you. Listen, you are created to live out the plan. And in that plan, that plan's been packed, oh, jam-packed with everything you would possibly need to finish that race. That's the primary thing. That's the primary thing. Uh, we want to be watchful about getting our attention, uh, allowing lust, not sexual. It, it, it can include that, but not allowing the flesh to be disappointed in the plan. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. If you're not watchful, the flesh will start lusting after. Remember what Galatians says. Galatians chapter 5 says that your spirit and your flesh, they're contrary to one another. Your flesh isn't born again. Your spirit man is, and it desires. It, it is awake unto God, and it wants to fulfill the plan. But the flesh has to be put under uh, one uh, series of verses basically says you've you've got to crucify the flesh daily you got to put that thing under if you're not watchful the flesh will see something it'll see things and it'll just lust after it it'll want to go to that place but that place isn't associated with the plant it'll want to own that but owning that is not associated with the plant it'll want to taste that it'll want to experience that it's going to want to touch that. It's going to want to go over there and be with those folks. It's going to want to do this over here. But if those things aren't associated with the plan, you can really want them. You can have a strong desire for it. But if it's not been revealed, come on, if it's not part of the plan, you're not going to get it by faith. And that's where I was at. Uh, the Lord had to help me. You know, I have a, um, I have a faith book and, uh, it's a, I, I, I just use a simple three ring binder, but I've got things in there that I'm believing God for. I've got things in there that I've released my faith for. And in the early days, and I still have to check it. I, I, I still have to monitor it. But in particularly in the early days when I started doing that, I was just seeing things. I mean, if I saw a car, a foiler, a motorcycle, I mean, just whatever. I mean, those are things that I have interest in. Uh, but, but I was just seeing stuff and I was putting it in there. I was like, well, I want that. And so I put it in my faith book and I put my scriptures to it. I thank you, Father, you're gonna get that for me in the name of Jesus. And that's what the Lord had to tell me. He said, look, you can't use faith like a magic wand. Faith comes by hearing. And if you haven't heard, you're not in faith. You can make stuff up and you can have such a strong desire. You think you're gonna get it. And you might get it somehow in, in the natural, but it's not gonna come by way of the spirit. It's, it's not gonna uh, take on flesh and manifests itself in your in your life if, if it's not been authorized. If it's not been authorized, you ain't gonna get it by faith. And the Lord was helping me. He was so gracious, so loving, so kind, but yet he was uh, uh, very uh, pointed, 
very focused on on helping me here. And I've I've had to revise my faith book several times. I've had to go go through there and take stuff out. Um, my flesh wanted it, but it wasn't a part of the plan. And uh, I was ministering on this thought last night in Bible study, and um, I was like, "What's some scripture, okay, to back this up?" Because especially if you're in the faith camp, you're probably struggling with what I'm saying because you can get anything that you want by faith. Well, okay. But what's some scripture that would uh, support what I'm talking about here, that God's more interested in the plan? Well, let, let me help you here with the story of Paul. Paul tried to go to several places because, and it, it doesn't mean it was bad, but what kept him? Holy Spirit kept him from going. Why? Because God was trying to get to him the knowledge, come on, of the plan where he needed to be. Remember the Macedonian call? He, he kept trying to go over here and he tried to go over there. Not bad, not bad. The stuff that was in my faith book wasn't bad, but it, was, it wasn't part of the things that concerned me. It wasn't part of the plan. It had nothing to do with the days that were written in the book. Hallelujah. Now there's, there's been some uh, things that have come so easy because they were a part of the plan. It was something that concerned me. Um, but yet, it, it, it wasn't so uh, religious, you know what I mean? That, um, well, let me give you an example. This morning I rode my motorcycle here to the studio. I got that motorcycle. The, the Lord blessed me with that. I mean, it's a phenomenal bike. And uh, what I'm saying is someone says, well, psh, psh, you know, yeah, you might be getting afraid is what I'm saying that if you've got a, maybe review the things that you think you're asking the Lord for if they concern you. The devil, you got to watch it because he's going he's, he's gonna to try and get all religious on you. And you say, well, psh, you know, yeah, that motorcycle that you want, psh, that's dumb. You think God's going to get you a motorcycle? Do you think God would bless you with a motorcycle or whatever? I'm saying the Lord blessed me with a motorcycle because it concerned me. It was part of the plan. Hallelujah. Things in the plan just don't have to do with your, quote, your religious duties unto God. Listen, he's a heavenly father. Yeah, we're on assignment. We have a mission, and we're, we're going to reach the world. But you know what? God is a very rounded person. Hallelujah. And he wants to minister to you. So there are things that will be an enjoyment to you things that are desires, good desires, healthy desires, things that will give him glory. And I just shared an example with my motorcycle because that came so easy by faith because it was a part of the plan. And other things, uh, ministry opportunities, uh, things that we've been believing God for that as it, con as it concerns ministry things have come easy because they were a part of the plan. Listen, in Matthew, he even talking about what you shall wear, what you shall eat, where you shall live. Listen, these are all things that are a part of the plan. They're things that concern you. And he wants you to be blessed. He wants you to um, uh, enjoy nice things even. So don't, don't throw out the baby out of the bathwater when you're hearing what I'm saying. The Lord's helping us to make the main thing the main thing. And what uh, really Holy Spirit's talking to you about Remember, Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own authority. 
So he's not going to talk to you about things that are, that are outside of the plan. He's finding out what's in the plan for you, and he's going to start ministering it to you. And listen, friends, there are things that concern you. Now, this is generic. Okay, this is an appointed prophecy. But just generically speaking, and the, but it's been growing, though. I mean, the revelation knowledge of this has really been growing. But the Lord, the Lord is interested in you having businesses. The Lord is interested in you getting land. The Lord is interested in you getting buildings so that you can accomplish the plan that he has for you. And however these things are uniquely associated, God has already thought ahead. He's already gone into the future. He, that's, that's why he's the provider. That's why provision is a covenantal uh, uh, participation here because he's gone into the future. He's already seen ahead. And now he's coming back to your present and giving you the revelation of that which is ahead, that which is unseen. Come on, that which is in the future. He's given you revelation of it now so you can receive it by faith. And I'm telling you, there's land, there's buildings, there's vehicles. Come on, there's equipment. Uh, there's employees. Come on. There are things that concern you that he's wanting to get you the revelation knowledge of where you start releasing your faith for it. So um, you need to go before the Lord. I don't want you to just take my word for it, but you need to get into his word. You need to have a relationship with his word where he can begin to minister these things to you. All right, friends, we're out of time on the podcast, but I hope that you've been encouraged today or you heard something. Uh, maybe something got cleared up for you today. A question was answered. I believe that that was taking place. Listen, friends, again, he wants to minister to you the things that are to come. And the main thing, the main thing, and if you do a faith book, just keep this the main thing. Father, reveal to me. Say, I believe it's working in me now. The wisdom of it is working in me now. Reveal to me the things that are a part of the plan. Hallelujah. I want everything. I want every building. I want every dollar. Come on. I, I want every resource, every relationship. I want to go everywhere that he's planned for me to go. Come on. I want to fly in every jet. Come on. That he's already said, Justin, that's going to be yours. I want to drive every car. You understand what I'm saying? I want what's in the plan. If it's not in the plan, then I don't want to lust, lust after it. Because listen, you'll be sorely disappointed. Hallelujah. But trust God, friends. He's a good heavenly father. Amen. Hey, if we can uh, help you in any way, it would be our honor to do so. If you need somebody to pray with you, or if you just need to talk something out, reach out to us. You can send us an email at hello at gracecitychurch.tv. That's hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Or call us, 870-741-9099. Leave a message. Somebody will get right back with you. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to all of our partners, all of our friends. Uh, some people call them patrons. People that have given to the podcast to help support it, to um, you know, pay you know, there's a cost associated with being on the air. I want to say thank you to everybody that's participated in that. And if you'd like to participate in that, several ways to do that. If you're in the United States, you can text to give 84321. That's 84321. Follow the prompts. You can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give, or you can mail a check, P.O. Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Thank you so much for helping us get the word out there. We just thank you in advance. All right, friends, until next time, be blessed.